Lucky you. 36 you pistols and golf. Alternate Shots Podcast. Barney's Army. Where we talk about Sandy. golf. Poker. James Bond. Horse racing. Double. Classic movies. Zenyatta. We have no script. Down the stretch they come. We are glad you joined us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> well, Billy, how excited are you? We are with royalty today. There's no more royalty around Wingfoot than someone with the last name of Collins. And we have none other than Bobby Collins here. And he is as part of Wingfoot as anybody ever was or is. And he goes backwards and forwards and sideways. And the, the, he's vertically and horizontally integrated to Wingfoot. Bobby, welcome. Thank you for that introduction. Hey, Bobby, <laughs> how does it feel to be talking to us and not having to make people get out of the way so we can tee off? <laughs> it feels a little different to be honest It'd be funny for gene hayden uh, well, oh well we used to, well, the best with gene was so so you know he was tough he did you're right you know you have that sense of humor so when i found out was you know when i was um you know nine years old ten years on i'm first starting he would go on sunday mass to saint gregory's and i knew that seven o'clock mass He'd have communion and then he'd leave to get up to Wingfoot by 7.30. And St. Gregory's was always known for, you know, a real 15 minute mass. Yeah. So I, you know, you know, my father, you know, didn't have to be up there early for the tournaments back then. And um, I would uh, I would go and sit behind Gene at mass. And then I did, Gene, you think you can give me a ride up to Wingfoot? Uh, you know, he just loved it. I'd be the first one out every day. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's awesome. <laughs> never ask anybody this question and I never did it. Did you and the other caddy you were with, were you ever gambling? Yeah, when, when we had real good players. Yeah. Uh, not so much with Birdman, but with other caddies, the most amazing thing about Wingfoot growing up, I, I started in um, 1973 was the, the amount of kids from, you know, early, you know, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, to, to college kids. I mean, there was, there had to be 30, you know, like, uh, and Bobby, you can remember some of these names like Archie, you had Chip Archer and the Steinthals and the Collinses, my brothers, my cousins, uh, Richie Baker, John Burlington. I mean, there was the Bobby Morrell, Peter Moore. And uh, I mean, it was just, it was incredible, you know, to go in the caddy. There were days that, you know, this kid, Bobby Morrell, he was so funny. And you, he would be telling jokes and what you were hoping you didn't get called. You know, we were having such a fun time in the caddy yard. Bert told us that you actually caddied in that legendary four ball with Evil Knievel. Tell us about that. And pretty attractive women and a lot of frescas going on at Wingfoot. You never, you never saw that before. There's no cart girl at Wingfoot. There's no halfway house. Can Evil's cart have two wheels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then we had the carts with three wheels. Three wheels, yeah. Not. Cat um, size them. I, I believe, you know, you know it, we, which is so funny that when you, you'd have a loop like that, how, you, you know, dad would give out uh, four, four rabbits, basically. I believe it was Chip Archer, me, Peter Malloy, and Bobby Morrell. It, it was so long ago, you know. And I've had so many, you know, unbelievable loops that that I've caddied for. So my memory isn't as great as it used to be. But I just remember the entourage and the amount of money that they were playing for, which, we, you know, you know, we, we, you know, 
when we were caddying two dollar Nassau, three dollar Nassau, with something. Those guys. Oh those yeah, guys, that, that was a hundred dollar Nassau. That yeah, was Doc not the, Scott, the Nassau these guys played for was ten times that, right? Uh, it, it was ten thousand dollars. There was a bet at one time or something like that. And ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand was like. I mean, that's multi, multi-millionaire stuff, you know, and, and you, you sometimes then you, you, you prevent puke, so to speak. So I was just trying to do the best job I could. I knew, I mean, there was a gallery, there were carts that you never saw this. You said maybe in, in like the Anderson or the club championship. And uh, I remember Kelly Mosier and the amount of money. And, and I knew, you know, I finally found out that I was very close with Kelly at the time and his wife, Glenda, that Kelly was getting taken care of. If he won, he won. If he lost, he didn't have to come up with the money. That would, he still had to be sweating through multiple shirts in that couple rounds uh, of golf, right? I, I believe Doug Sanders was in the uh, uh, was Doug uh, Sanders and the business manager, right? And the, and the manager, right? Yeah. Golfer was evil, can evil. You know, he could hit it. Number one, but number two is who you didn't care. You, you, the whole thing was about your handicap and how many shots are you get. You know, can I make What's a four net three? That you know, and, and the bunkers. You know, uh, when they did it in the bunker, that was like a five hundred dollar bet to get it up and down, or you know. How long were you at uh, Wingfoot? I started in. You know, funny story was in nineteen seventy two. We lived in Mamaroneck, and I'm one of eight children. And the next door neighbors, the Lonergans, they were one of 11. And we were, my mother and their mother, we were best of friends. So every year when we were kids, we're like real tiny, we'd go up to Cape Cod in the month of August. We couldn't wait to go to Cape Cod in August. And in 1972, my older brother, Pat, couldn't go because he had a caddy in the club championship. Right, he, he caddied for Buddy Stewart, right? He caddied for Buddy Stewart. In 1972, Buddy Stewart won the club championship, God rest his soul. And I told Darren and Dennis, I said, this is the last summer I'll be up here. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, I knew it. I knew it. It was my turn. The beginning of 73, but I started caddying in 1973 with my, 1973. With my father. So you gave up Cape Cod for Wingfoot. That's how freak, how great it is, right? Ah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my life for anything. And, and so I would sleep over my papa's house and me and him would go up there and, um, uh, I'd sleep over and, and we'd be the first ones out with the, you remember Massey Lund and, um, mm -hmm. and Moran and those guys, they would play in a threesome a lot. So my papa would take two bags and I'd take the other and <laughs> we'd run around. It was, it was crazy, they, crazy. They were basically weekend, you know, drinkers and yeah. they went deep oh. and they, they go, go, they weren't very fast and they were not good golfers. They would go off the first West and by the second, Oh, Bobby. There's a snake over there. I got to get the snake bite out. And they go in the bag, pick, you know, the Burton bag and open up the zipper and bring out the flask. Second hole all the way to 18. It was amazing. They could get in. Right. It was, it, I, I, I went to my papa. I said, what's this snake? What are they talking about? And then they go in the bottle and take out, uh, take out a, uh, a, a whiskey or whatever. A nipper. They were traditionalists. That's when oh, the game was blood. invented for 18 holes was, you know, how long it took to drink. 18 shots. So. Morning, quiet, you know, and, and we got the whole course from first ones off and whatnot. And I said, Mr. Moran, I'm out with you every Saturday and Sunday with my papa. I said, if you listen to me, I think you're going to, you, you could have your best score. I said, but you got to listen to me every shot. And he goes, all right, we'll give it a shot. So one West, what he would do is hit driver. They weren't that good and they weren't that long. So he'd hit driver three wood into that bunker every single time. 
in that bunker 50 yards short of the green. Then he'd fat it. Then he'd skull it over the green and he'd make seven. So he hits a beautiful drive right down the middle. And he goes, okay, you know, I give him the six iron. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I can't get home for, with that. And I said, well, you can't get home with three wood either. The best you can do is hit it in that front bunker. So he hits six iron short of the bunker, hits a nine iron on the green and makes a putt. First time he ever barred the hole. So the guy shoots 88. First time he ever broke 90 in his life. And we oh. had a blast. Yeah, he was going nuts. And uh, he goes, you know, back then, $8 was your typical, you know, it was your typical loop. So he goes, you know, I'm going to give you a dollar for every age you are. How old are you, Bobby? And I said, 50. <laughs> <laughs> so how many Collinses have you ever counted them up that had something to do with Wingfoot? Well, we had Papa, Daddy, Uncle Tom, Tom, John and Joe, me, Pat, and Martin. My sister, Terry, did the calligraphy for the tournaments. Uh, then my younger sisters uh, did it after Terry left. Twenty. Yeah, it's got to be close to a dozen. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, you know, he it, left quite an impression for just a dozen people, though. <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful. It's an unbelievable place. I mean, uh, the the physicality of the place itself, but the people. And when I say the people, I mean the members. I met my fellow caddies. I mean the the workers, whether it was on the greens crew or in the kitchen, or down at the caddy shack or the cart man. I mean, it was just it was wild. You know, I, your dad was basically as well known as Wingfoot. He he's like a celebrity. Well, that it, doesn't it, happen a lot in corporations or anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, when he started, he went up there in nineteen. I believe it was like somewhere around the forties, and he goes up there and he goes. And Gene Hayden had he was younger, you know. I believe he you know he was the caddy master, and and, and he said, uh, "Hi, my name is Pat Collins. You know, I'd like to be a caddy here." And Gene was an AA guy. And Gene goes, he goes, what do you have a brother, Tom Collins? And my father <laughs> turns around, he goes to his brother, my uncle Tom. He goes, hey, Tom, he knows you. <laughs> <laughs> you work the church. Yeah, I, wow. It, 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 it's like Mark Bavaro <laughs> kneeling down in the, uh, in, in the church with Mr. Mara, right? Those, yeah. those stories. Remember those stories? Sure do. Sure do. The Mara family. What, a, what an awesome family. What a, you know. Something I remember right. caddying for Wellington and and I got close with John at Westchester. Just a wonderful, wonderful family. Any other celebrities you remember in your time at Wingfoot? Uh, I, I've been uh, just blessed in, in that era of golf and celebrities. Uh, I had uh, we caddied for Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, um, Evil Knievel we talked about. I had... Uh, uh, Willie Mays, I caddied for Whitey Ford, I caddied for, I caddied for my all time favorite was Don Meredith from the Cowboys. And then the pros, I'd caddy for Jack Nicholas. I didn't caddy for Jack and Wingfoot. I caddy for him at St. Andrews. I caddy for Ben Crenshaw, Tom Kite. And and uh, Jerry paid all in their primes when they came up to Wingfoot. Oh so I, I got a real cute story for you. So dad goes to me. Um, you know, Arnold Palmer's coming up. You, you, you want to go with them. And, and uh, you, you know, I was like, you know, you got to give Martin, you know, give, you know, if you're going to give it to somebody, give it uh, there. It is. You know, let Martin caddy for Palmer, but put me out in the group. You know, let me, you, you know, make sure everything goes all right. So I was just seeing the caddy back then by at that time. So uh, Martin goes on the first hole. He says, um, 
uh, hi, my name is Martin. Like we were all taught, I'll be your caddy today. If you need any help, just ask me. Otherwise, you know. So he goes, oh, great to meet you. And, and Bob, he was so nice. And, and so on, on the first hole on the West Course, he says, hey, Mark, how far, how far do we have? And if you know my brother, younger brother, Martin, you know, he had a little, uh, not attitude, but, you know, a little defense. And he goes, let's get something straight. It's Martin. <laughs> so Palmer, for 17 holes, called them Mark Mitchell. You know, anything but Martin, <laughs> Matthew, the whole night, he just, he, he wouldn't call him Martin. And, you know, so I went to Martin. I said, you know, he's busting your child. Said, I got it, I got it, I got it, you know. So they come in, that picture right there, dad sitting there, all the dignitaries come around and they're all standing around and the head of the, the, the group that, that, the reason why Palmer was there. And Martin says, you know, I've been caddying for a few years now. And I never had so much fun. And I'd really like to thank you, Mr. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty about it, not only Wingfoot, it's also the game of golf and 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 meeting all the people. And and then, you know, I've, I've been the caddy master at Westchester Country Club for 32 years. And, and the one lucky thing was all the golf courses that we got to play over the years, all the famous golf courses, which was just a ton of fun. And I got a real quick story for you where, you know, Birdman, I saw the, the thing the other, the, the other day was he didn't... I went with, out to him with uh, out in California and in December 31st, I thought it was 79. It might've been 80. We went to that Grateful Dead concert and it was a midnight show and we're coming home and we had a rental car. Now you got, we're two kids, you know, we're 17, 18 years old. We can barely get a rental car. And we got to rent a car. We're leaving San Francisco civic center. I believe it was, and it was three 30, four o'clock in the morning. Birdman was driving and he hit a curb. And it didn't get into an accident, but he hit this curb, you know, and the curb was like a foot tall. So we got two flat tires <laughs> and one of the rims, it just was like, so it's, it, 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 we're devastated and whatnot. So, you know, we get the, you know, my father or somebody involved, the, well, the rental car wouldn't give us another rental car. They wouldn't pick it up and they're picking it up, but they won't give us another rental car. You're out. You lost your money and done a lot. We have no money. You know, we're, we're caddying in that Spalding tournament or whatnot. So we finally put up a couple of bucks together and I go back then, no phone, no internet, anything like that. I go to the yellow pages and I find Renarec. Beautiful. That's right up our alley, Birdman. So it's $5 a day. You don't and, even have to wreck it. It's already wrecked. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and, and it's $5 a day. We get a, a Lincoln Ford black L, LTS or whatever they were called. The muffler would drag on the ground it makes sparks you can see the sparks when you're driving we're playing cypress point the next day so we got this this wreck of a car with the muffler dragging on the ground spikes coming out so we pull up to cypress point the guards are coming down whoa whoa you guys are lost i said uh, no 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 uh, i have a tea time he goes get, get out of here what's your name <laughs> bobby collins you know and he goes Holy man, what the hell is going on here? All right, come on up. And so I valet parked the car. There's like a DeLorean there, a, uh, you know, a, a Maserati and my car, you know, where there's only like four people there. <laughs> so I come out afterwards and we're about, you know, I go to the valet car. We, we were the first ones off. We played like three and a half hours, whatever. And we come off separate point. We get the valet guy. And can you get my car? I said, yeah, the Maserati, you know, and he pulls up <laughs> and there's sparks coming out of the Ford. <laughs> 
That's classic. Yeah, no, well, it was, but it was fun. I let you in with the sparks. Yeah, yeah but you, but, yeah, but see, you said the magic words. I'm Bobby Collins. <laughs> Billy and I, they would have said, "Yeah, go try to play Poppy Hills." Good luck. <laughs> Get out of here. Good luck. So uh, this spot here is uh, a lot happens there, as you said. You're right. This is the picture you took today or yesterday, Billy. Today. That's, so you had a little snow. Had a little snow. Yeah. Little snow. Little snow, so you got the caddy master there for the uninitiated. There's the podium. I'm not sure you did. Your dad have a podium? I forget, or is that new after your dad? I I, I think it was it, it was towards the end of his career at Wingfoot. They yeah. put the podium out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, the, the but people, he was aware of what we were doing. That's what I mean. It was it was uh, yeah. But the the, the name the name when you go. Let's say you go to Bermuda, or let's say you go to Puerto Rico, or let's say you go to Florida or California. Oh, I know Bobby Collins from there if they're older, or I know Pat Collins, or you know, it, it really is a a well-known name. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, you uh, did you have a favorite loop? Did you ever caddy for like uh, Malfa and uh, George Boss on a Friday, and then have them all day Saturday, thirty-six, and all day Sunday? <laughs> Wasn't that something you used to do? Yeah, we would. Uh, I, I was steady caddy for Ray Noletti for eighteen years. Uh, he, Ray would play Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, but Ray didn't play in the winter. And how we got this going was, real quick, was Four East, and and Hank Malfa. The thing about him was, and those guys, and one of my favorite all-time human beings was Crafty Clark. Was they would play all winter long, and you know, regard you know, Crafty would play like right in that picture right there. He yeah. would play, and they wouldn't even hesitate. So, um, it, so you had, yeah, I was caddying on 52 weekends a year, unless there was a blizzard. And, uh, so I'm caddying Frank Malfa and, um, we get to, uh, uh, yeah, it's January and the ground is 100% frozen like Mamaronic Avenue and Hank hits a great drive and the frozen ground, he gets out there, he can get home in two on four East. But back then, if you remember, they had that willow. You know the tree on the corner, and yep. plus the yeah, other on the right. So he could he could hit the green. Well, it hits a tree, goes in the middle of the pond. So I walk down, I put my bag next to the pond, and he walks out on the pond and hit his ball. He goes, "Come on, kid, let's go!" And I'm giving him one of those looks like John Belushi. You don't expect me to go out. Yeah, there. I'll yeah. slide you a club. What do you want? Yeah, right. And I walk <laughs> down, he hit the shot on the green. Let's go. That's hysterical. We're going to talk to Hank next week. Trying to hit the ball you know, open the face of the five wood and hit the ball on the green. Cause I had a really long drive. It was easy to hit a long drive because the, <laughs> the uh, turf was frozen, but I hit a really long drive and I thought I could get home and I hit the tree and it dropped in the lake. And I, and I started marching out in the lake and he said, what are you crazy? I said, no, we're going out there. Well, he didn't know that, that I had done that previously through the week before I, I hit it over the trees but it didn't get far enough and it stopped out in the lake. So I walked out in the lake and I wedged it up on the green and made my par. He, he, well, the following week when, when I hit the one and it hit the, it hit the tree and dropped down. And that's when I walked out on the ice with him and he thought I was nuts, but, but you know, we, we survived. By the way, it was walking out. If you walk out on the ice, it creaks. And <laughs> it scared the hell out of, out of, uh, out of Bobby. Okay, Bobby, this has been a thrill. We may have to have you back because we only scratched uh, the surface with you. You were Merry just Christmas, awesome. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your families and everybody listening. 
Uh, it's been a joy and a thrill. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm caddying for uh, George Burns. He was really, really, you know, at one time he was really good. As a matter of fact, it wasn't that long afterwards. I believe he came in like second or third in the U.S. Open. We're out there caddying for him. I, I have his bag and uh, and it was three amateurs. And, and the loop was kind of mundane. It started off very quiet, very slow and whatnot. And we were, you know, we were excited. <clears throat> so finally, I, I got to seven East and I went to George Burns. I said, you know, I'm not, you know, I've had enough, you know, let's make, let's have some fun. I said, I bet you five dollars in front of the three amateurs. You can't par this hole. And he looks at me and he, you know, he, you know, you know, I just came in second in the U.S. Open. I said, all right, you want to make it 10 bucks? <laughs> so. We get to, we get there and I am, I'm up at the tee. Birdman went out for caddy <clears throat> and back then you had the persimmon wood. So, you know, you didn't hit it the, the way they hit it today, but he, I mean, absolutely Sunday tattoos, his persimmon drive had to be 280. I mean, right down the middle. <clears throat> and that's when I knew I won the bet because the pin was all the way in the back right hand plateau. And I knew that he was going to try to shut me up and make birdie. So he went after the pin and came up in the middle of the right-hand bunker. And we all know that the only way you're getting that up and down is if you make the 15 footer. So he had a great bunker shot rolled to the left and now he's got this 15 footer. And I said, you know, we got 10 bucks on this. Now you want me to read the putt for you? He goes, leave me alone. Missed the putt. He misread it. The amateurs got a huge kick out of it. And it really, um, it really kind of made the day. And, and that's why it's one of my favorite halls. It's a wonderful, wonderful. It's an unbelievable place. I mean, uh, the, the physicality of the place itself, but the people. And when I say the people, I mean the members. I meant my fellow caddies. I mean, the, the workers, whether it was on the greens crew or in the kitchen or down at the caddy shack or the cart man. I mean, it was just it was wild. You know, I, your dad was basically as well known as Wingfoot. He he's like a celebrity. Well, that it, doesn't it, happen a lot in corporations or anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, when he started, he went up there in nineteen. I believe it was like somewhere around the forties, and he goes up there and he goes. Gene Hayden had he was younger, you know. I, I believe he you know he was the caddy master, and 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 he said, uh, "Hi, my name is Pat Collins. You know, I'd like to be a caddy here." And Gene was an AA guy. And Gene goes, he goes, what do you have a brother, Tom Collins? And my father <laughs> turns around, he goes to his brother, my uncle Tom. He goes, hey, Tom, he knows you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, how does it feel to be talking to us and not having to make people get out of the way so we can tee off? <laughs> it feels a little different, to be honest. Thanks for joining Billy us Casper, today. Billy Horner. We really appreciate your Double feedback. Indemnity. And please. Marky. Subscribe to the Two show Adder. and hit Claude the bell Harmon. icon so you get notified Movie classics. of new episodes. Mark Gable. Hit them hard job. and hit them off. That's 36 holes. <laughs>